0: Price Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit slash play 100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at pricepicks.com/play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Price Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. It is SNY.TV's The Juice on the Cue's podcast, covering Syracuse basketball, lacrosse, and football.
1: Today on the Juice on the cues podcast on SNY.TV, we'll be talking about the NBA draft and the updated Syracuse football schedule. I'm Wes Chang, and I'll be joined later by Brad Bierman and our guest today's NBA scouting consultant, Ryan Blake. Ryan, thank you so much for coming back on the program.
2: Absolutely. Thanks for having me.
1: And Ryan, we will get you started on this one. Tyler Lydon is Syracuse's best prospect this season. What do you like about his game?
2: Well, I mean, you you look at a guy with this size, a guy that is a stretch stretch four, that can shoot the ball, that blocks shots, uh, has passing ability. Uh, You know, you look down the stat line and, you know, he fills it up pretty good. Um, and I think, as a, you know, as an NBA player, what you're looking at an NBA player, you're looking for a prospect. You know, you look at him with that desired traits. So um, I know there's going to be questions about you know whether or not he can, you know, is he strong enough for a power forward? Can he defend quicker threes? Uh, you know, or NBA threes. And, and I think when you get a player like him, you're going to have to get him in individual workouts, uh, some three on threes to, in order for a team, a GM, a decision maker to go, okay, this is the guy that I want.
1: Did it concern you that Tyler Lydon disappeared for stretches on offense last year at Syracuse?
2: Well I think when the decision makers she uh look at a player, uh they're gonna go through every game. They're gonna look and do as much homework as possible. They're gonna look at players uh, and, and really break down a lot of things and, you know, they're going to get them in for individual workouts. They're going to have questions. So they're they're really going to chop down this, you know, each player. Uh, is it a concern? Yeah. Well, you know, I think there's also, you got to look at, you know, what Beheim's philosophy is, the touches. You know, here's a guy that played so many minutes per game, you know. Um, is he going to be in a, a great condition? He's going to be in NBA condition? Well, he did play a lot of minutes. So, um, is it a concern? Yeah, the, the, there's uh, so many concerns. But when you look at a player, and the decision maker looks at a player, you know, you and and as you get to each level, when you go from college or each game, you're trying to improve your strengths and you're trying to p- improve your concerns.
1: Ryan, NBA prognosticators put Tyler Lydon in the late first round or early second round. Do you agree with that assessment?
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, l- listen, uh, there was a. Uh, a GM once asked my father says is this guy a first-rounder my dad said well yeah he is if you make him one <laughs> so um, it, listen you know there's there's so many good prospects in this draft um, you're gonna have you have NBA teams that have multiple picks in the first round so you a lot of times though they may pick a uh, an international guy for a draft and stash um, you know I think I think when you get in the second when you get in the second round um that becomes deep too you're going to have guys that are going to be drafted or not drafted in the second round that you might have thought oh my gosh he was projected to be in the first round i'm not saying that that for him but it's 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 that deep of a draft
1: ryan let's talk about andrew white now the draft is all about potential and at 24 white doesn't appear to have a lot of upside if he was 18 would we be looking at him differently
2: uh, I think that's a great question, but uh, I, I don't. Uh, and, here's, and here's why. Well, here's a guy that led his team in scoring, uh, can really shoot the ball. Uh, he, I think he might have averaged almost 40 minutes per game in the, in, in, uh, in, in the conference, in conference games. Um, listen, we have rookies that come into the NBA uh, at different ages um, and, and, and as older. So, you know, whether or not Andrew is looked upon as the first round, second round are not drafted he's going to be coveted and you're going to find guys like a jimmy butler west matthews that might be uh similar type of players and then when they come in they gain that confidence or they get opportunities so uh whether it's 24 or not listen at 24 25 can he still can do people play 10 years can he can people make that difference uh, to a team do players stop developing once they leave school and they don't
1: Ryan, what can Andrew White do right now to most improve his NBA stock?
2: Well, I think he has a lot of uh, qualities that an NBA team will, will want and, and are desired as well, uh, you know, size and shooting ability. Uh, uh, anybody that gets drafted this year is, has to prove themselves defensively, and that's going to be the same with, with Andrew. Uh, you're not going to be the first, first nor the fourth option, so you got to prove yourself defensively. You're going to have to be versatile enough to be a contributor, a a passer, to make other players better and not just yourself. And choose your spots. Then be a good teammate. All those intangibles are so important in opening up more doors and opportunities.
1: Obviously, Andrew White is a great shooter in the college level. Do you see him as a great shooter potentially at the NBA level?
2: Well, uh, it, the old saying is, is he, he's an NBA shooter, uh, is, is he an NBA maker? And that, that'll, only, that'll only happen when he gets into the NBA, you know. Uh, we, we have a lot of three-point shooters and not three-point pinkers. Um, listen, the game is faster, uh, you know, everything is different um, uh, when you get to a higher level. Uh, and, and it surprises a lot of people And a lot of people have to put a lot more work into it They, they have to get their release quicker They have to find, they've got to get open more They've got to they've set better screens And become better defenders If they're going to earn minutes to become a better shooter You know, in what I call game time situations And that's how you get your experience To become an NBA shooter Yeah, he has range, you know And he has NBA range But does that make him an NBA three-point shooter? You don't know until you get there
1: Ryan, thank you so much for coming back on the program again. MBA scouting consultant Ryan Blake, great job today. We'll talk to you soon.
2: Thank you, Wes. Appreciate it.
1: As always, awesome stuff from Ryan Blake. And I'm now joined over the phone by the Juice Online editor-in-chief and my very good friend, Brad Bierman. Brad, how are you today?
3: I'm doing well, Wes. Thank you.
1: Brad, Syracuse announcing a home-and-home series with Western Michigan in 2018 and 2019 on the heels of announcing games with Liberty. Not exactly Power 5 teams. You wrote about this in your weekly Orange Watch column, and it sounds like you like the move.
3: I do, Wes, because I can see that Syracuse is trying to balance the schedule to give it a fair shot at making the postseason, of course, winning a minimum of six games. And when you're in the ACC Atlantic Division, with those built-in tough games each year and the crossover game against Pittsburgh, you have to balance your scheduling. You have to give yourself a shot at gaining victories to get to that bowl game, which is the most important thing for the program right now. So I like mixing in teams from the so-called Group of Five conferences, the non-Power Five teams. No matter how strong or weak the program may be, I'm all for adding teams from that. Mixing it in with maybe a lower-ranked team of the Power Five and, of course, the obligatory FCS game in the Dome to at least you know, have a shot to record that one victory against an FCS opponent.
1: Brad, with that said, Syracuse still has games with Wisconsin, LSU, and Notre Dame in future seasons. Do you think if you were John Wildhack and you could take a mulligan on these games, would you?
3: Well, the Notre Dame situation is kind of locked in with those games with the ACC, so that's kind of you know, pretty much as it is in place. As far as Wisconsin and LSU go, I, I can see maybe on an LSU, you know, an s c c team, a perennial power, not the Wisconsin's shop liver, of course. Uh, they're, they're a great program as well. But I think it's still important to have a game to kind of test yourself, if you will. So maybe not to have, you know, so many of these games against big power five perennially uh, contending programs, but I don't think it hurts to have, you know, one or two in there every year or so every other year or so, I should say, uh, to mix it in there. Because, look, recruits like playing against the best, and not only in the ACC, but in these intersectional matchups as well.
1: Brad, with all that scheduling in mind, how long do you think it will be before Syracuse ends up being a borderline top 25
3: team? Well, if you look at the ACC crossover rotation, Syracuse will have moved through it one full time after the 2019 season, and they picked it up again with Georgia Tech in 2020. So I'm kind of using that time frame, you know, between this upcoming season 17 and the 2020 season when I think Syracuse could put itself in place for more good recruiting uh, cycles of, of getting talent on campus, players and programmers identifying very early in their scholastic career, get a bit lucky with uh, getting more than not of those kind of players that you're specific your program. And with that influx of talent, By the time that cycle goes around, Wes, I'm kind of, you know, guesstimating that maybe by the 19 or 20 season, hopefully we could see the program stiffing or near the top 25.
1: Brad, we are right at the end of our show. Your
3: closing thoughts. Dome renovations. What's going on? I'm hearing so many different things, Wes. I'm hearing a lack of fundraising. I'm hearing from a logistics standpoint, trying to get construction done by not, interfering with too many of the uh, sports calendar schedules. I'm also hearing politics. So there's so many uh, factors involved that seem to have slowed up the dome renovation. I'm just wondering if we're gonna get an update before the fall semester, and if this is going to be tied into maybe a new mayor in Syracuse at the end of the year, uh, maybe new uh, uh, government in New York State with a new agenda. So, so many questions still remain about dome renovation But one thing's for sure, Wes, it's got to get done, and it's got to get done soon. And the the, uh, program is in dire need at the Dome right now, home locker room. Not going to improve recruiting without it. Uh, In this day and age, it's what recruits look for. So at the minimum, there has to be some cosmetic changes at the Dome from a locker room facility standpoint, if not the whole grand big plans that we've been talking about for the last two years.
1: Better facilities means better recruits. Syracuse should get that done soon. And, Brad, my closing thoughts are on USF grad chancellor Geno Thorpe, who's visiting Syracuse this week. Syracuse could really use a guy like Thorpe to bolster its backcourt. He can play both positions and shoot from outside. And you showed it could have success in that market, much like it did with John Gillen and Andrew White.
3: Try it, and you might like it, Wes. I think once Syracuse is experienced a grad transfer of uh, phenoms coming in and helping out for a year they're going to be looking at as long as that rolls in place and why not
1: that's it for us for brad bierman this is west chang reminding you that whenever i see an autobiography for sale in the bookstore i just flip to the author section i'm like done next you've been listening to the juice on the Cue's podcast on sny.tv and we'll see you next time
0: this has been the juice on the Cues podcast part of the sny.tv audio network